You're listening to XVGM Radio. Welcome to XVGM Radio, where the bits keep coming. I'm Mike. And I'm Justin. And this is episode 31, Kart Racers. Kart Racers. These are things that I think we all sort of grew up with. Yeah. Super Mario Kart and all that other, what is it, Crash Team Racing. Yeah. There were a ton of them, apparently. Yeah. uh, As we will talk about later. (laughs) Yeah, there are lots of kart racing games. And yeah, we could do a whole episode on Mario Kart Racing, but... Literally. We we literally could. We literally could. (laughs) But we did just do that Mario RPG episode Mm -hmm. for the whole series. And we wanted to focus on kart racers in a much wider perspective. So today, we're going to be listening to music from various different kart racers. A lot of popular stuff, but a lot of really weird, obscure stuff. So mostly if, my fault. Yeah, mostly <laughs> mostly on, on Justin on this one. So get ready for some crazy music. Uh, this episode is going to be some really wonky stuff. Yeah. Starting with our intro track. <laughs> That was Diddy Kong Racing that we came in on, and that was the N64 version, and it came out in 1997. Uh, That was TT's theme, and it was composed by David Wise, who is always fantastic, (laughs) but I think he borrowed a little bit from what was the group? So I was going to say, I want to know how much Cool in the Gang got paid for yeah. Celebration being used in this, in this game. Cause Celebrate good times, come on. Yeah, pretty much. I wonder if he like gets that question a lot. Like This is probably why he's, he doesn't return our emails. <laughs> he's like, they're going to ask me about that stupid song. <laughs> well, I mean, if you didn't want to get asked about it, you shouldn't have uh, sampled <laughs> Cool in the, the Gang. gang. <laughs> but, so yeah. I love the vocal samples on this <laughs> of course you do i i just it, it's such a goofy stupid like this apparently plays in the options or like you, you drive up to this like weird clock thing mm-hmm. and then you're scrolling through and you hear this dude 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 and you just hear i love the the cheery happy squirrel sound <laughs> that's the only thing i don't even know happy if TT's, squirrel sound? i think tt's a squirrel i don't know i've i'm gonna be honest with you i've i've played diddy kong racing like twice yeah i i don't have that much experience with it. I really enjoyed the game when I did play it, but my, I guess you could say, nostalgia for kart racing began with Mario Kart 64. Really? Not oh. Super Mario Kart, actually. That's... I played it when it came out. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Yeah. 
but I was just kind of like, I don't want to play this. Yeah. But Mario Kart 64, I had so many fond memories of because I used to play with my brother, mm -hmm. and we used to just tear up the tracks. I mean, we played Grand Prix all the time. We yep. did uh, all the cups. We did anything from 50 to 150 cc's. <laughs> Loved Mario Kart 64. We used to do the battle mode and everything. Great, great game. But Diddy Kong Racing was one of those games that just kind of slipped through the cracks for me. Yeah. It's one of those games that I knew about. I always wanted to like sit down with and play with the same like um, I guess fervor. I don't know. The with uh, with Mario Kart 64, but I just it never happened. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, hmm. that's fair. If I could go back in time, I, I would change that. But oh well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. I'm I'm kind of the reverse. Uh, like oh. A lot of the the nostalgia that I have for kart racing games started with Super Mario Kart because okay, I played a lot of the other racing games. One of the things that I wanted to bring up, like what make like, what is a kart racer versus like a regular racing sure. game? Sure. Because the kart racers, they're you know they're smaller. Like they're still race focused. Yeah. But, like you get to play like RC. Ram or um, I think it's called Road Blaster and they're games about racing cars or F1 cars or whatever mm. and it's just you know go around the track yeah. etc et and with the kart racing game almost every one of the games that's in this list one of the things that makes it more fun is the like the cars will handle differently and there's also like weapons and stuff mm. uh, that you pick up items and you can use things and like screw up your opponents yeah sure so it, it's just it's it's a lot more fun yeah but I'd never played anything like that until I played Super Mario Kart on the SNES and it was so different different because like the other racing game just bored me and this one was like oh like I'm behind the car I'm seeing where it's going it looks really cool on the SNES at the time mm, uh, and then seven yeah yeah and then you know I'm blowing up my friends or <laughs> throwing banana peels on the, on the on the road yeah multiplayer is a big big focus mm -hmm. in car racing games online play of oh, yeah, course yeah. nowadays is a big thing and we're gonna be talking about some newer games too that are car racers so we're kind of going way back in the day all the way up to modern times as well so yeah. uh, we've got a lot of really great tracks but yeah this song in particular i mean what did you think of it other than the <laughs> no, fact no, that it's... I, so i i did think it was really good like yeah. it, i mean regardless of whether or not celebration was in there like i enjoyed it in there yeah um, i also you know chuckled at the global gladiators like opening to the song <laughs> it was a really groovy tune so tt mm -hmm. is a timer and he's also a so he's like a stopwatch i just looked this up because i was like really curious i was like what is tt because to me tt especially with that voice it sounded like a little squirrel guy, yeah, yeah. you know, like almost like Conquer a little bit. Oh, that's fair, yeah. But yeah, yeah no, he is he is a giant stopwatch, a yellow stopwatch with a red circle mm -hmm. and uh, a blue stopper on the top. He's got hands with gloves and legs with shoes, like white shoes. And his name is uh, TikTok. TikTok, that yes. makes sense. Okay. So TT, TikTok. And so you can go up to him and like hit like in the game and he can like change the options and stuff like that mm -hmm. in Diddy Kong Racing but he also is a character that you can play as. Oh neat. So this is like his theme song when you walk up to him and go into the options. That makes sense. So I don't know. Just <laughs> I just I keep hearing the voices in the back of my head. <laughs> like I, I think I'm gonna go crazy from listening to it. <laughs> like it's just so catchy. Yeah. And I just love the excitement that he has. He's so excited to race. So excited. Mm -hmm. Or to, to change your options. <laughs> just like yeah let's do it let's do it let's change your options time to get serious <laughs> <laughs> david wise don't really need to talk about him but we'll mention i don't know donkey kong country mm -hmm. battle toads that's really all you need to know yeah. i mean he's I feel, done, I feel like we've covered him we've covered lot. him multiple times on the show so go back and listen to every episode and then you know <laughs> you're caught up so there you go <laughs> 
So let's get into our next game. Moving away from consoles to handhelds. What is your pick, Justin? To start off, I'm mostly getting this out of the way. I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> oh boy. Game... I have not heard this track for the record. <laughs> the game is called Sonic Drift. It was on the Game Gear, came out in 1994. The track is called Spring Yard Course, and it was by Masayuki Nagao. And uh, I partly picked it because we haven't really had any Game Gear games on the show. No, that's true. So I wanted to, I, I saw this as an opportunity to get something in there and somewhat regretted it. All right, let's get ready to get rid of Justin. This is uh, <laughs> Sonic Drift. Daisy's Dirt Bike did you just make me listen to? Oh good, you're still listening. That was Sonic Drift on the Game Gear in 1994. The track was Spring Yard Course, and the composer was Masayuki Nagao. And what's again, wrong with I you? am so sorry. What? What's wrong with you? So a couple of things about this. Like I said before, that before we went into the break, I wanted to get something from the Game Gear on the show because uh, I know I knocked the Genesis a lot, and I don't talk about the Game Gear, but most people probably assume that I have a similar feeling towards it. Mm. And I don't because I don't know a whole lot of Game Gear music. Okay. Um, it's something that I'm going to try to rectify because I know there's got to be some good stuff out there. Sure. Unfortunately, I don't think this is it, but... <laughs> this is <laughs> it's not the, good. No, but one thing I will say for this track, if you listen to the pieces in like in each of the instruments individually yeah. or the parts where it doesn't have so much going on, it doesn't sound terrible. It, I, it actually sounds pretty good. The problem that I feel is that they tried to do too much. Mm. Like, you add the drums and the, the melody and the, the rhythm and everything in there, and it's just... I feel like this, this poor little sound processor can't handle it. How dare they try to make a song... <laughs> no, no, it's not even that because like the the parts where some where some of the other pieces cut out, yeah. it still sounds like a good song. I think, I think the drums are the worst part of it. Oh, absolutely! I feel like if you if you took them away, it would it would sound a little bit better. Mm. Uh, but even then, just when when there's less going on in the song, it sounds better. And that's not to say that it's all bad because of that. But it's I... just it's. I I'm almost, sorry. I almost feel like the drum, like how you like are multi, like apologizing multiple times. I, the drums just sound off to me in terms of like the timing. Yeah, they 
they, they, they feel a little bit off, but my biggest problem with them is just uh, they, they, the sound that they add to this just doesn't, like, uh. Yeah, no, like, the melody is not bad, but then those drums are just too busy. Yes. For, too busy and off time, and they completely ruin the track. Yep. And it's a shame, because the melody's not bad. It's an enter- it's a really enjoyable melody. Exactly. That's a shame. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so, so... This is just me saying that I'm going to start trying to find some some good Game Gear stuff to play Oh, right. By, and, you, and you decided that by picking a really terrible Game Gear track. <laughs> You're like, yep. <laughs> oh man, this is like Price is Right when like, when like you know you spin the wheel towards the end of the show, oh, yeah. and you landed on you wanted to land on a dollar, but you landed on like bankrupt five. or whatever. Oh yeah, you landed on like a five, five, five and cents. you didn't have any, you didn't have any spins prior. No, you no. just landed on the five. Bob Barker's rolling in his grave listening to the song. <laughs> Anyways, tell me about this game and, and stuff. So the, there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's sort of a you know a regular kart racing game. They tried to follow up, I feel, with what Super Mario Kart was doing because mm-hmm. it's it's a behind the cart view. Uh, obviously, you know, this system is not quite as powerful as the the um, the SNES, so you don't get as good graphics or as mm-hmm. good uh, gameplay out of it. It's yeah. not. It, I mean, it's not terrible for for what it looks like. I mean, it's Master System. Yeah, essentially, basically. is it, that is what the game yeah, here basically yeah. is portable, is portable Master System, system yep. for the most part. I think the way that they got around having look sort of as good as it does is there's only four playable characters. It's right. just Sonic, Tails, uh, Amy, and Eggman. Oh wow, no Knuckles. Oh, this, so this is prior to Knuckles. Yeah, actually, I was gonna say this is before that. Before Knuckles was in, was in the, uh, the the series. Well, no, I think Knuckles was in what ninety four was Sonic and. Oh, you're right. Sonic and Knuckles Sonic was ninety four. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it looks like this came out right after, so they huh. had to at least know about him. I'm not sure how close this. Maybe was. they just didn't think that he'd be a big character. You know, well, that's that's probably that or they or you know they just didn't want to go with five because it was yeah. an odd number. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a, a handful of tracks. And everybody, instead of like having power ups that you pick up on the uh, on the track, everybody has their own ability. Like Sonic, obviously, has speed, so he gets a speed boost. Uh, Eggman can throw bombs and, mm. and so on and so forth. And there are rings on the tracks. So you pick up the rings, and they, they sort of power you up, and then eventually you can you can use your, uh, your your ability to try to mess up the other players. Oh, okay. It's very very simplistic. The tracks are not that big. Yeah. One of the ones that I was watching, it was. And not just a regular loop, uh, but it was like an oblong uh, okay. or like a like a trapezoidal loop. Huh. Uh, and they're just they're, they're not super super long again because you're on this this small system. Okay, okay. But the composer on this Masayuki Nagao has done a number of the Sonic stuff. It looks like uh, he's actually on Sonic Team, but they started in 1991 doing sound in a game called Toki. Uh, and also a game called Battle Golfer Yui, mm-hmm. which sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did sound management on the 1993 release of Jurassic Park on the Genesis. Uh, everything that they've done here looks to be on the Genesis. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic the, Sonic the Hedgehog Chaos. Mm. Deep Duck Trouble, starring Donald Duck in 1993. Um, both Sonic Drift games, 94 and 95, and the last one they have here is Space Invaders Evolution 2005, uh, 10 years after their last thing in 95. And that was... That was on the PSP. That was Taito, so he jumped yep. over to Taito. Yep. Taito, okay. Uh, yep. And he also Co- did game design on that one, too, so... Yep, yeah, yeah I was just going to say, that's uh, he has a non-audio credit to game design. Okay, then. Cool. So I guess we'll move into my first pick of the episode. 
This is Crash Team Racing Nitro Refueled. This came out two weeks ago. Very, very two, recently. Or, or very recently, like two, three, a month ago. I don't know. Whenever this episode comes out, <laughs> this came out on the PlayStation 4, the Nintendo Switch, and the Xbox One in 2019. And the track is Insanity Beach, and it's a arranged version of the original from Crash Team Racing, which came out uh, in the 90s, and that was by Mark Mothersbog from Mutato Musica, and Josh Mansell. They did the original, and we'll talk a little bit about them after we come back from the break. The rest of the compositions were composed by Ashif Hakik and Nicholas Tremblay. Back to our kart racing episode. This track that you just heard was from Crash Team Racing Nitro Refueled. Came out on the PlayStation 4, the Nintendo Switch, and the Xbox One in 2019, about a month ago from the time of recording this. That track was Insanity Beach Map. It's actually the map theme. And that was by originally Mark Mothersbog from Mutato Musica and Josh Mansell who did the original soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The current soundtrack on the new version of this game is by Ashif Hakik and Nicholas Tremblay. First, the track. Yeah. What do you think of it? Super funky. I really love that, that bass that it opens up with. It falls right into a bass groove. And then I was really surprised when I heard steel drums. Uh, yes. And then I was like, does this work together? Uh-huh. It does work together. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty much almost all, I believe, all the music in this game. It's all really huh. fun, fresh, funky stuff with that bass line. And then on top of that, you've got like these very Caribbean style instruments yeah, like yeah. steel drums and stuff like that so it's it's a really fresh take on the original uh, this song was in I believe it was in the original version of the soundtrack and what's really cool is that I guess they worked with Mark Mothersbog and uh, Josh oh. Mansell on trying to like kind of recapture that uh, that era of the original music wow Mark Mothersbog 
is more famous for doing stuff like Rugrats. So we talked about Mark Mothersbaugh on the Boss Battle episode yes, uh, a yes. few episodes ago. It kind of like briefly mentioned just due to the very Rugrats sounding song <laughs> for that huge Frogger song. Yeah, yeah. And so he has actually done a ton of video game music and he's credited under his group Mutato Musica. Mm-hmm. And so he's done everything from The Sims 2 to the Jack series, like Jack and Dexter. He did the first three games for Jack and Dexter. Jack and Daxter. Uh, Daxter. Dax. Is it Daxter? Dexter? Yeah, D-A-X-T-E-R. I'm confusing Dexter. Dexter with, like, Dexter's Laboratory. laboratory. Yeah. <laughs> Dexter's That lab. would be a very different video game. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, we need to get the... <laughs> oh, Samurai Jack and, and Dexter from Dexter's Lab? That'd be yes, awesome. I would that. would that. be great. Heck yeah. Uh, so he did uh, all the soundtracks for the earlier... Crash Bandicoot games also is credited for music composition on the Rugrats games, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like the adventure games, Search for Reptar, Rugrats, Scavenger Hunt, all that type of stuff. Uh, his very first credit is Sewer Shark, oh, uh, wow. where he was credited for tunnel music. Not for he's with Street Shark. No, no, no. And his latest game is this game, but before that, he worked on the soundtrack for Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Nice. Again, as the original composer, so pretty cool stuff. He's, he's a pretty good composer. I dig him quite a bit. And uh, Josh Mansell, he has mostly worked with Naughty Dog and oh, on yeah. Crash-related items. Stuff like Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3. Again, the soundtrack's done by mm-hmm. him. Uh, Jack and Dexter. Dax- Daxter. Jack and Daxter. I swear I'll get that right. And the PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, which is basically PlayStation's version of Smash Brothers. So, oh, yes. And he also worked on the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy uh, as well. So the new guys who worked on this kind of like updated and created new tracks as well for the soundtrack for this game. Ashif Hakik started off audio-wise on Tumba 2, The Evil Swine Return in uh, 1999. Followed it up with Fan Division, the PS2 game in 2000, and then worked on the Sly Cooper series with Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus in 2002, (laughs) Godai Elemental Force in 2002, and then he worked on Crash Nitro Kart, which was one of the sequels to Crash Kart Racing. And then Inspector Parker in Betrapped in 2004, and a series of unfortunate events in 2005. He did the music score for that. So that's him. Final composer, Nicholas Tremblay, who is also credited for this one. Honestly, I think he's just the technical audio designer, according to this. He was labeled under audio, but I figured I'd toss in a credit for him as well, because he's done audio on Spyro's trilogy, the Spyro games. The, yeah, the, the, the original. The, oh, the new ones. The new ones, yeah. And then also did audio design on some Spider-Man games. Spider-Man Edge of Time, Amazing Spider-Man, which was the movie yep. game, and then uh, 007 Quantum of Solace. Huh. Yeah, I, I believe you have not played this one, right? This is the new the one. The new one, no, 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 I have not. But you played the original. Yep, I played okay. the original a little bit. So this is the original, but like crazy expanded. Like oh, wow. tons and tons of tracks. It's like, not, so it's not just a uh, remaster. No, they really sunk some time and effort into this one. Um, I picked it up at launch, and I'm enjoying it so far. I, I honestly have not had much time for it, because this summer is insane for games. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's insane for games, and we are both also stupid busy. Stupid busy, you know, doing <laughs> adult stuff plus, you know, yeah. not like adult stuff, but... <laughs> oh, no, uh, no peanut butter and handcuffs no, this time around. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, between our actual jobs mm. uh, and just 
life. Right. It's, it's been crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I really think that you and I should sit down and play this one, or really, you should just go buy this so we can play online. Yeah, yeah. That's also surprising, but yeah, eh, whatever. No, whatever. So... Yeah, you should really pick this one up. It's a lot of fun. There's tons of characters, and what's really cool is there's no DLC. Other than the pre-order oh. DLC, hmm. there's no DLC in the sense that, like... There's no characters to download. There's or no season... Well... Or, or... There's no season pass, but there are going to be updates with new characters and tracks added, like, very frequently. So hmm. they're, they're going to support this game quite a bit. Well, stuff added, but... Added for free, or yes, yeah. So that's added for free. That's the key. Yeah, super cool. So it's well worth the thirty-nine bucks to get yourself this game. It's got a semi-low price point in this day and age of games that are, you know, fifty-nine plus. <laughs> so you can knock twenty bucks off that cost and get a large amount of characters. It's a, it's going to be a huge cast of characters. I believe there's already like thirty something. This game is. Obviously a Mario Kart ripoff, but it's done really well. Uh, some people feel that the original Crash Team Racing is better than Mario Kart. I wouldn't say that personally. I still think Mario Kart is better designed. But uh, my biggest gripe with this one is when you use the boost to to get <laughs> use the boost to get, get through. through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you use the boost to speed up, yeah. you jump and then you have to do the slide, but you can only do the slide for a certain amount of time, and then you have to hit the other button, right. like the left oh, trigger. Oh, okay. So you go from the right trigger to the left trigger, or the left trigger to the right trigger. Hmm. It's a little, it takes a little t uh, time to get used to, and I just haven't sat down and played it enough. Yeah. So, but uh, this has a really big campaign. We can go through and like unlock characters and maps and just tons and tons of content. It is a gorgeous game too. It's really pretty, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's if you like Crash, I think you'll dig it. Yeah, yeah. So sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you should you should pick it up because it's good. Yeah, and I need somebody to play with. <laughs> the... More so that. Well, it looks like we're getting a call on our Patreon hotline, which means we've got a request coming up. So let's go ahead and take that call. Janine, send that on over. Thank you. Caller, you're on the air with XPGM Radio. Who is this and what can we play for you? What's going on, Mike and Justin, the co-host with the most on XVGM Radio? I was talking with my good friend, Barb Honkin, and we would both love to hear Wario's Goldmine from Mario Kart Wii. Thanks, fellas. All right, you got it. Let's cue it up. Mario Kart Wii came out in 2008 on the Wii. This is Wario's Goldmine by Asuka Oda and Ryo Nagamatsu. That's so Barf Honkins. Totally.
Welcome back. That was our Patreon pick from Scott Mecklehone. Mario Kart Wii, which came out on the Wii in 2008. That was Wario's Goldmine, and it was by Asuka Ota and Ryo Nagamatsu. So what did you think of this one? At first, it kind of gave me, um, like... Deliverance slash uh, dueling banjos <laughs> vibes. I mean, there wasn't a another banjo to duel with. Right. But that that banjo was very very it was much soloing. Like, yeah. And then, then that harmonica comes in, and it it, it very much felt like kind of like a like a like a redneck rock track. I picture Wario on a minecart that's filled with gold, uh, like the cover from Wario's World, which yeah. is probably what they were going for. But it's just careening out of control, <laughs> and he's just like, Wah! you know, like in the background. I could see that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, Warriors Goldmine, etc., etc. Et yeah. The other thing that somewhat occurred to me, so at first I was like, oh, this doesn't really sound like a Wario track to me because mm. I expect a Wario track to sound like somewhat sinister and whatnot. But then yeah. as the more I got into it, the more I was like, no, no, this this works because you've got like all the Wario wear. Like mm. Wario is less of a sinister character these days. Like turned a new leaf. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> he's still all about trying to steal everybody's stuff, right. but he is less sinister than he was when they first introduced him as, you know, Mario's evil twin or whatever. Yeah, he's more of an, I don't know, I wouldn't say an anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, no. no. He's just uh, maybe an anti-villain. He, he's a he accidentally wild. saves people. There you go, there you go. Well, he's just, he's super selfish and he's always yes. been out for himself and oh, that's yeah. never changed, so. <laughs> but I really love two parts of this. Uh, one, I absolutely love that banjo. It's just awesome. Yep. But I also love the... The slide whistle? <laughs> I, yeah, that woo! Like yeah, the, yeah. the very cartoony sound effects that kind of pop in. Yeah, in yeah. There. Agreed. That, that really <laughs> spiced up the track and it made it a lot of fun. But I was also going to say, this reminds me of Weird Al. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, especially with that slide whistle and the sound effects and everything. Like, it, it sounds like when Weird Al does, like, polka covers of, like, real songs. Yep. The only thing you're missing is the accordion. Yeah, yeah. And the, <laughs> like, very, like, nasally Weird Al oh, voice. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Warriors on a minecart. You know, like, something like that. I don't know. Uh, Sliding around, being Wario. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> nah, I got you. Something more pop punk than... Uh, uh, anyways, Mario Kart Wii, what's your experience with this game? Uh, this is another one that I had on the Wii. Same here. I can't remember if this was another launch title. I don't think it was launch no, title. No, I think came it came out a little out, while after. It came out, a, I think, a year-ish after the mm. system. Yeah. Yeah. It was It was fun. I mean... It's my wife's favorite. Really? Yeah. She loves playing with the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny like, story. Like, you have to get her the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Or she won't play. That, that, that's funny, because my wife uh, is the exact opposite. She hates the wheel. Okay. Because the first time she ever played, she was playing this game with the wheel, mm -hmm. and she was doing really good, and she was in first place, and she was really close to the finish line, and she decided to celebrate by raising her arm in the air and going, yeah! And of course, that turned, and she just went <laughs> off the track, and then she lost. Oh, that sucks. I've been there, though. I've done that. I've definitely done that before. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait! <laughs> like, you pull your arm back down. Yeah. yeah. No, this one was a lot of fun. I think this one was one of the more frustrating ones for me because they really ramped up that rubber banding effect. Yeah. So did. it didn't matter how far ahead you got. I mean, you had the blue shell, which messed things up anyway. But sure. But didn't matter how far ahead you got. The AI was always able to just catch up with yeah, you like nothing. Yeah. And it just it got really frustrating in the later uh, as, as the game went on. Because, I mean, obviously, it starts out kind of easier. And then as you go on, it gets harder. But mm. the AI, I feel like, was just sort of overcompensating and 
it wasn't as fun for me because it was a lot it was just more frustrating that's all yeah I can see that I also didn't really like this one as much as I liked the DS one same yeah, yeah. but I liked the Wii U version better than the Wii version I didn't mm. spend as much time seven or is that no eight sorry yeah 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 I really liked eight I thought eight was a great game it was fun I mean they also added a lot of interesting things in eight like the, uh, yeah. the glider thing I think that underwater was kind of took a page from Sonic one game we didn't talk we're not talking about on this episode is the Sonic All-Stars Racing right games, right those series and even like the Sonic Rider series yep feel like they took a page from Sonic and All-Stars Racing where you have a vehicle that, you know, is racing on wheels and everything, yep. and then it goes underwater and it transforms and everything, kind of, so. Yeah, and then there's, like, like it can go upside down or on those on the walls uh, where it has the thing where it transforms into, like, a magnet. Yeah, that was yeah, really that, cool. I, I really did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Mario Kart Wii, I remember playing it online, and oh, I remember yeah. having fun a couple times online with it, but... Only uh, a couple. Only a couple. <laughs> you know, here's the thing with Mario Kart. I really enjoy playing it with friends, but I don't play it on my own. Like, it's not mm. a game I would play to unlock, like, stuff on my own. I find that to be a chore. Yeah, so, for most of them, I would agree. The yeah. the DS one, Mario Kart DS, uh, it was the, I think, one of the few Mario Karts that I enjoyed playing my own. Yeah. I want to say the SNES one, Super mm. Mario Kart, yeah. was the first one. Yeah, Th- That one was pretty fun to play on my own, but it was also you know so new to me when it came out. Though. Sure. That's just what I did. Kart racers, at least nowadays, are more focused on online. Oh, yeah, the multiplayer. Play, yeah, yeah, which makes a lot more sense because I can't always get my friends in one room (laughs) to play games anymore unfortunately but you know as i said earlier in the uh, show talking about crash team racing uh, nitro refueled you know i just picked that up and it's like one of those things where i'm like i'm trying to find time to play it amongst (laughs) the sea of other games and it's like that always kind of takes the back seat because i'm like well i want to play this but i want to play it with friends yeah and that's always that's kind of how Mario Kart 8 was when that came out, and it's kind of the same with Mario Kart Wii. But I agree with you that Mario Kart DS was one of those games that you like you could play on your own because it was a handheld, and so you're you know you would sit down and play it, and you would be able to play online yeah. and everything. And the online was great on the DS game. Yeah, yeah, no, I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, one. actually, really, Nintendo has done a great job with with solid online when it comes to Mario Kart. Not so much Smash Brothers, but Mario Kart. I think they've hmm. always done a really good job. And I will say that I came up with this idea years ago, and they kind of started implementing it into eight. What's that? Where they introduce characters that are not part of the Mario universe. So like, oh, like Sonic and well, like they. I think they did Link. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, Sonic. Gotcha, they gotcha. did Link. That was really cool. And I was like, yo, they need to make a Smash Brothers Kart racing game where it's <laughs> Mario Kart, but it's a bunch of different characters from Smash Brothers. Yeah, like the DK, yeah. Climbers. Well, well, yeah. DK, DK's, DK's got his own racing game, I know, but. That and he's in Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you totally forgot. It's because you don't play as Mar- as Donkey Kong. No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually don't play as the heavier characters. Right, right. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like, you know, the... Like Fire Link em- and Samus yeah, and, and Fox. Yeah, and characters. Yeah, and they would oh, have, yeah, like, spaceships and stuff. And, yep, yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a good pick, Scott. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the composers. So Asuka Ota has done a lot of Nintendo stuff mostly, uh, starting off with Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures in 2004, Yoshi's Touch and Go in 2005, which every time I hear that name, I'm like, that's gross. (laughs) 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 
I then moved on to do stuff with Animal Crossing Wild World in that same year and New Super Mario Brothers. They did the music for the 2006 entry in that. Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess in 2006 and then followed it up with arrangement in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Did Mario Kart Wii in that same year in 2008 and then Wii Fit Plus and Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks and they have not really done anything since then. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Ryo Nagamatsu started out in 2006 with music in Wii Play and went on to do Brain Age Academy Wii Degree in 2007, New Super Mario Brothers Wii in 2009. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 in 2010, uh, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds in 2013, mm-hmm. uh, did arrangement for Super Smash Bros. on both the 3DS and the Wii U, uh, Mario Kart 8 in 2014 did music composition for, and the last music composition uh, is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in 2017, which is likely just a uh, holdover from Mario Kart 8. Right, right, right. An upgrade. Yeah, he did a really good job with uh, Zelda Link Between Worlds, mixing yeah. the classic tracks with all new tracks and really good uh, use of like pan flutes and stuff like that. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Nice, nice. Alright, well let's move into our next track. So next up we got uh, your pick. What do you got for us? So we're going to hear from a game that you may not have heard of. It's <laughs> called Wacky Wheels. It came out on the DOS in 1994. The track is called Pumper and it was composed by Mark Clem. Gross.
Welcome back. That was Pumper off of 1994's Wacky Wheels, which came out on DOS, as well as Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. And that was composed by Mark Clem. What did you think? I thought that this was a pretty good track. I mean, it, it was better than the last one I played. <laughs> yeah, that's true, definitely. <laughs> At least the drums were in sync this time. <laughs> I mean, it just sounded kind of generic, and yeah. I get I get the feeling from this game that it it is. It's just a I don't yeah. even know what genre this would be like of music. Really? Rock, uh, dance? I, no, I, I get a very strong '80s like electro or synthwave okay uh, vibe from this. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah, that's like uh, you you could add like a goth guy in the background singing like oh like like that or not, like, not literally like that, but yeah, like with that definitely kind of, not like that, that kind of inflection uh, or tone of voice, and it would be it would be like a few bands from the The lyrics would have to be something like uh, like something strange happened to me I'm in a car and I'm going wee I don't know something (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, I can see that something like that yeah okay but the 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 only problem that I have with this uh, with this track is the bell or the triangle um, like the really high pitched ting sound yeah Yeah. Uh, if that was removed I would like the song a whole lot better but again that doesn't take away from the track enough that I didn't like it yeah I mean it's also a little bit busy but again if you compare anything to the last track I played it's it's, it's like John Williams so yowzers (laughs) so tell me about this game I've never heard of this before this game was developed by Beavisoft and published by Apogee Software Oh, Apogee? So Apogee uh, is also known as 3D Realms. Yeah, there's so, a Duke Nukem developers. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, one thing I will say is this game was apparently well enough liked that it got a sequel in 2016 released on Steam. It wow. was called uh, It was called Wacky Wheels HD. Okay, then. Yeah, so there, there was enough to it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a cute little racing game. Again, it kind of goes off of that Super Mario Kart Vibe where you're you're behind the cart and you're, mm. you're following it around. You're not doing like a top down, just watching them go go around the track. It looks like Super Mario Kart. I mean, right down to the Mode Seven style graphics. I was just gonna say the the, the tracks themselves yeah. look like a lot of the tracks from Super Mario Kart. Yeah, they they, they they even I mean they have little little things on them that that'll say jump, and if you go over them, your, yep. your cart will jump, and you can you can skid around turns like you could. It basically they replaced the Mario characters with. Random animals like an elephant or a panda bear or a Tiger, lion. Right, yeah. right. So as you're racing around in these tracks, you can collect things like hedgehogs and bombs uh, and, and other different types of things that you can shoot at your opponents or, or use to distract them. But you're using hedgehogs as weapons? Yeah, I mean they're really sweet. You, you, you play as large animals and you use the smaller animals as as weapons. Bombs Clearly. are not weapons or not animals. Have, have you never seen a bomb in the wild? Yeah, they're, they're, they're animals. They're not animals. They're not even they're real. savage. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it's. I think hedgehogs are the only living, <laughs> living thing that you can say. People. They like pop their tires. Okay, that's still <laughs> cruel. Or or they they make the driver very very sad with that they've killed another <laughs> living being. <laughs> Existential dread. Yes, yes. But they're they're single player. There's multiplayer with split screen stuff like that. You could also do. Uh, I mean, this is 1994, but you could play over a modem connection. You can connect to your friend oh, and, and play like that. Or uh, direct serial link if you have two computers connected directly. But either way, it's, it's very, very much like Super Mario Kart, uh, including the battle mode. Okay. <laughs> they even have a battle mode. Yeah. So uh, And that's called Wacky Shootout. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. And this game, for anyone who remembers the, the games in the 90s on, on computers, this was a shareware game. So you could download uh. the game for free. 
but you were expected to, you know, pay for it and share it. Yeah. I haven't done shareware in so long, I've actually forgotten what it means. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. But either way, I was mostly impressed with the fact that they they made another one in... They started work... Uh, in 2014 is when they announced it, and they released it in 2016. So wow. you can get that on Steam. That's something. But this guy, this this Mark, Mark Clem guy... Yes. He only has... Two things that he's done audio for Wacky Wheels in nineteen ninety four. He did the music and Dark Horizons lore in two thousand four. He did additional sound effects. Okay so then, not a whole lot to talk about there. Sure and sweet. That's yeah. the way we like it for sure. Yeah, gross and sweet. Anyway, <laughs> what do you got? All right, I got a game that I have huge nostalgia for. I love this game, Chocobo <laughs> Racing. This came out on the PlayStation 1 in 1999. This is Mogri Forest, and it's by Kenji Ito with original composition by Nobuo Uematsu. a great a great game called chocobo racing yeah <laughs> it, it came out on the playstation one in 1999 that was mogri forest and that was by kenji ito and nobuo uimatsu for the original composition i believe that this is an original composition like from a final fantasy track uh, basically, Nobuo is credited for the original Final Fantasy music that was used throughout the game. I don't remember where this track is used in the Final Fantasy universe. Do you? Uh, oh, I was gonna say, 
I, I thought you were going to say you don't remember where it's used in the in the game, and I was like, it's no. used in the Mogri Forest. Yeah, 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 it's used in the Mogri Forest level, but I you're the Final I, Fantasy guru. Yeah, I heard a few different things in this, and one of it is there, there's a little bit, it's it's not enough for me to, to really call it the castle theme, mm. the, the, or the theme that I call the castle theme, which is actually the theme of Final Fantasy, apparently. Okay. And it's that da 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 Okay. That one, the one that I played in the Justin's Picks episode. Yes, yes. And the, the, you kind of get a little bit of that in this, so I mm. feel like it's actually a combination of a, of a couple other things. Okay. Because I hear that, and I, I feel like there there's like a Final Fantasy 4, Final Fantasy 6, a forest theme yeah. in there somewhere. There's... There's a lot to it. It's a very like Super Nintendo-y sense that they mm-hmm. used, especially that main like flute kind of sound. That yeah, yeah. So when you played the track on the PS1 episode from this game, yeah, I believe I said, "Oh, this feels kind of like an airship theme." Yeah, and if I remember correctly, it, it kind of it kind of I think was. It, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, and this one has a similar feeling to me. Not that it sounds like the airship theme from any mm-hmm. game, but it feels very flighty with with that. Yeah, that's yeah, going on in the background, yeah. and just sort of the like the the flute yeah. melody makes me feel like. I'm either flying, I'm falling, or I'm on an airship. That bass is like borderline twarmp. Oh, I suppose that, I actually didn't even notice it. Yeah. I just have really fond memories of playing this track specifically. Yeah. I've talked to death about this game in the PlayStation <laughs> 1 episode, so go listen to that. That was episode, what, 6? Six? 6, yep. 6, yeah, so go listen to that. But in the meantime, you're stuck listening to me here, so I figure <laughs> I'll kind of recap. This is a Final Fantasy-themed Cart racer, and so you're playing as the Chocobo and his lovely batch of friends. There's a story mode. The story mode is very kid friendly, I guess you could say. If you've got little kids, like five, six years old, this is a great game to give them. It's, oh yeah, I mean it's cute little Chocobos. Yeah, 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 but I mean it's very storybook, like pop, pop book. Oh, cute. Themed. It's yeah. super cute. And it, I think it really works for kids. It's a great game for kids. It's a great game for adults. Mm. It's family fun. Yeah, family fun for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> I played this one in high school because I was Final Fantasy obsessed. And <laughs> so this is just one of those games that I picked up because I enjoyed kart racing and just completely fell in love with the magic system and the battle system. Yeah, yeah. The way that this works is every character has the ability to pick whatever ability they want. So for example, uh, in story mode, you unlock all these abilities and then it, once you unlock all of them, you can play them you know, throughout the entire yeah. game. And there's stuff like flight where you could like avoid like uh, land hazards. There's like a bunch of different like speed up ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which will knock your opponent like unconscious and they oh, spin yeah. out. There's one called a gunblade because this oh, came yeah. out post Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, yeah. So you could use the gunblade. It kind of speeds you up, and then when you pass people, it starts slashing them with this like blade. It's really cool. Tons and tons of really neat options that you can choose from. There's this one like it's called like think Mega Flare and it just destroys okay. everybody. <laughs> but on top of that, you also have a magic system kind of baked into this game. And the way that that works is very similar to other kart racers where you, you know, drive over these little balls and they give you whatever power up you get. So yeah. you'll get fire, ice, death, etc., mm-hmm. etc. And so they're all Final Fantasy themed for the most part. Most of them can do double and triple power-ups. So you could do fire, fira, faragra, yep. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Is it faragra? No, there's no there's no second R. It's there's just Firaga. Firaga. Okay, gotcha. So <laughs> I've been calling it Firagra 
for like years. <laughs> you can kind of combine that with your weapon that you pick and you could do like immense damage. Like mm. you can really screw some people up. If you know what you're doing, there's no real rubber band effect where like you can go from first uh, first to last. That's like a very famous like thing oh. with with kart racers is you go well, to from first to last and then you got to fight your way back. You know, uh, I always thought rubber banding was if you get the further you get back, the e- the easier it is to get up to the front. But if you get up to the front, yeah. um, the the rubber banding is everybody from the back um, getting like spe- getting speed up so they so they can so that you basically stay as part of a pack. I always it, pre- it prevent it prevents you from just like taking off. Hmm. That's interesting. What I always thought. I always thought that it was if you are in first, you're gonna end up in last, and then you gotta work your way oh. back to first, like rubber banding. That's the way I always took it. But hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on rubber banding? Let us know in the comments on our various social media, or Facebook, or Twitter, or iTunes, or Instagram, or Discord, or Live Journal. Or live journal. <laughs> LiveJournal.com forward slash XBGM radio. You heard it here first. Now we have to set up a live journal yeah. account. <laughs> Dear Diary, Mike keeps talking about Chocobo Racing and I can't get him to stop. <laughs> also, celebrate good times. TT. All right. All right. So, well, on that note. Yeah. Kenji Ito did the arrangements for this game as well as some work in other Square games, starting with Final Fantasy Legend 2. In 1990, mm. Final Fantasy Adventure in 1991, which is really just the, the first secret of Mana game, technically, or of the Mana series. Right, 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 yeah. And then I'll pick two other games Wizardry Lab- Labyrinth of Lost Souls in 2009. He did the theme music for that. And then let's go something newer Adventures of Mana in 2016. He did the music and sound mm. effects. So he's pretty much the go to person. For yeah, aside from Hiroki Kakuda, mm, who yeah. did Secret of Mana, right, right. So, but yeah, that's all I got. And Nobuo, we've talked about almost every episode, so <laughs> we're gonna move on to your next pick. Yeah, so so next up, we are heading back in time a little bit to the ni- mid nineties, nineteen ninety five. The game is Atari Karts. The system is the Atari Jaguar, and the track is World Eight, also known as Lava Slash Hell. It was composed by Fabrice Gillett and the Miracle Designs team. Hmm.
VGM Radio. Thanks for sticking around. That was Atari Carts, which came out in the Atari Jaguar in 1995. The track was World 8, also known as Lava Slash Hell, and it was composed by Fabrice Gillett and the Miracle Designs team. This song was pretty cool. Thank you. I was digging it. I thought so. Yeah. Why are you saying thank you like you wrote it? Because I picked it. I really dig that bass groove. That's, you know that that synth pop bass groove. That's, that's exactly where I was going to go with this. Yeah, it to me it sounds like like a synth wave or an electro song that's trying to be not that it's trying to be chip tune. It is chip tune, but like a chip tune version of like an electro dance song. Very spacey, especially with those synths in the background. Yeah, it's like little space fireworks going off in your pants. <laughs> I'd say going off in your head, but no, sure, sure. No, in your pants, always in your pants. But I really, really liked the chirpy melody. Um, and yeah, kind of went went along with those beeps and boops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. I was digging it. So, really cool, really cool. Uh, is this game any good? It's a, it's on the Jaguar, so I, I couldn't tell you from experience. I've never owned, touched. I have been in the same room as the Jaguar, <laughs> and that's it. So yeah, it looks like it's not bad i'd have to really get with it and and give it a try to see Mm. or maybe we could ask some of our friends or perhaps some of our listeners have it or have played it maybe it's their favorite game on the the system yeah what do you you guys (laughs) think of atari carts (laughs) so tell me what i I take all of that back game rankings 52 percent overall computer and video games magazine 24 out of 100 electronic gaming monthly 10.5 out of 20 so I guess it wasn't all that great. It, it got mostly mixed reviews. Although the scenery changes, each race is an exercise in repetition. Pick up icons, don't hit anything. So I guess it's a really unforgiving kart racer. You know, visually I'm looking at this game and it's uh, it's pretty neat. I mean, it's nowhere yeah. near as impressive as stuff like Mario Kart 64. And it came out like, what, 95? So yeah. it was like two years before, before it. it so yeah. you know this was like late genesis you know super nintendo era and you know it doesn't look bad uh, one thing i really like about the locations is that it is set up just like super mario kart with the visuals yes but yes. the backgrounds are impressive to look at because they rotate as you rotate so it's almost like there's parallax scrolling a little bit. You've got like the very, very back layer oh, yeah. where there'll be like a castle, for example, with some trees and whatnot. And then in front of that, you'll have like some mountains that'll move when you move. So yeah. pretty, pretty neat. Visually speaking, it's pretty impressive to look at, you know, if you keep with the mindset of back in the day. Yeah, well, you know the one thing mean? that I will say about this is this was part of the fifth console generation. So this is the Jaguar is technically up there with the Sega Saturn, the PlayStation, the N64. Yeah, so uh, when you factor that in, then no, it looks not good. Right, but it's also on the early end because this came out in the in, in North America in 1993. The N64 came out in North America in 1996. Right. So it's part of that generation, but it is early on, it's very early on in that generation. Mm. So all things said, I think it, it looks like it should. Uh, like you said, it, it almost fits between the SNES and the N64. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good explanation. It's a good stopgap. And the whole thing with Atari claiming that their system, you know, the Jaguar had like 64 bits or whatever is incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it did not. They kind of like did some math twisting it on those like processors. 42 or something. <laughs> well, everything looked, uh, almost everything looked like a 16-bit game. 
So, you know, almost yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like an in-between 16-bit and 32-bit, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where I'd put it, too. Yeah. Cool. So what about these composers? So, Fabrice has only one credit to their name, and that is this Atari Kart to 1995. Okay. Uh, the Miracle Designs team, uh, I'm not able to find out who like who they are, like what, what people on that team actually worked on this game, but that team is responsible for a number of other racing games. Uh, Rascal Racers in 2003, Miracle Space Race in 2003, uh, looks like Atari Karts in... 1995 is their first game, mm. uh, and then Merlin Racing in 2000. For the Nuon, that's an obscure. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. yeah, everything else is for the PlayStation One. The the one the first ones that I that I read off, uh, and then the last one was XS Airboat Racing in 2003. All right, well we'll move on to our next track, and this one's a little bit more uh, less obscure. This is Donkey Kong Barrel Blast. This came out on the Wii in 2007. This track is Cosmic Highway, and it's by Takashi Kauga.
Welcome back to XVGM Radio. That was Donkey Kong Barrel Blast, which came out in 2007 on the Wii. That was Cosmic Highway, and it's composed by Takashi Kauga, and we got to credit David Wise for the original Donkey Kong yes. Country theme. I didn't want to give that one away in the previous break there at the end. What did you think of this one? This one was really cool. It felt like a dance club theme. Yeah. Uh, like, r- right out of the bat, I was just like, okay, we dancing? We drinking? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, and then, like, partway through, it, like, I, I didn't, it didn't register at first, but when, once my brain registered the squealy guitar, I was like, oh, that's... Like, that's a really cool riff that, that, that they're doing. Yeah. As soon uh, as I heard, da na na yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> and the, the last thing I'll say is going back to sort of like the dance vibe that this gave off, those high-pitched synths that were like sort of in the background, mm. almost on rhythm, reminded me of something out of Res, which is a game that I really enjoy. Yeah, so, I could see that. Uh, I really, really like this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. I was really digging this track. And it's a good use of an original theme by a previous game that's kind of like made into something new by Takashi Kouga, so hats off to him. Uh, Just a little bit about him, because we already talked about (laughs) David Wise previously. Uh, He has mostly done Donkey Kong stuff, actually. He started, yeah, he started (laughs) off with Ultimate Muscle, the Kinniku Man Legacy, the path of the superhero, which came out in the Game Boy Advance in 2002, and then he did the Double Dragon 2003, I believe this is the Game Boy Advance game, he did arrangement of Mm. uh, the original soundtrack, and then Trapped in 2005 he did sound effects for, and then he started his Donkey Kong games with Donkey Kong King of Swing in 2005, Uh. Donkey Kong Barrel Blast in 2007, and then followed up later that year with Donkey Kong Jungle Climber in the same year 2007, and then that's it. So, limited work, but... All good stuff. I really dig this track. It's a lot of fun, and I really like the synths. And this really reminds me of like Rainbow Road. That's fair. This is yeah, like yeah. techno Rainbow Techno-y, Road. Techno-y, Rainbow Roady. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so this game has a little bit of a troubled development history. It was originally supposed to come out in the GameCube. Oh wow! And it got pushed to the Wii. Which is a real shame because it ruined the game with motion controls. Oh, did it have an option to not use them? No. This game expects you to play the Wii controls with the Wiimote and the Wii Nunchuck. Yep. It wasn't even one of the the steering wheel games? Nope. Uh, No, it was not. You have to move back and forth with the controllers like you're banging bongos. (laughs) And that is how you move. It ruined the game, unfortunately. And it's a shame, because it's a really gorgeous game. You get to play as Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, like a ton of the Kongs. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real shame. Yeah, I feel like they should maybe try again and do it right. Because if the music is, is like this, I can imagine with the controls not mm. being terrible, this could be a really fun game. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this theme is really underused too, hmm. so it's it's nice that it got some play here in uh, Takashi's remix. I just reread the name of the track, and you, you were saying before it sounds kind of like Rainbow Road. It's called Cosmic Highway. Cosmic Highway, Rainbow Road. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I didn't even think of that. It's like <laughs> subliminal. Seriously. Yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. 
It's a shame because Diddy Kong Racing was so good, mm -hmm. and for them to make a game equally as potentially good, and then just butcher it with those. Yeah. I like motion controls. Don't get me wrong. I normally like them, but well, when when, when used properly, yeah. when used properly, when you have something like this where you have to go like crazy, you, you know, you get yeah. a, a race that takes place in in these games. It's probably like anywhere between two to four minutes minimum. You, you try wow. to do that for two to four minutes minimum. That's a workout. Yeah. I mean, this is a good be a, a good game to lose weight to. Or like yeah, working your upper body strength or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. All right. Oh well. <laughs> it looks like we're getting a call on our regular call in line. Uh, that means it's a regular person, Justin. Not a not a Patreon. Not a Patreon. Correct. Yes. Well, why don't we go ahead and take that? All right, Janine, forward that call over to us, please, if you can. Caller, you are on the air with XVGM Radio. Who is this? Oh, that's... Jeez. Uh, so, it sounds like this is Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong, if you can hear me, you missed the boat. We already talked about your game. We literally just played a track from your... Uh, that didn't... Sound okay. Uh, uh, Janine, do you want to go ahead and call 911 for uh, Donkey Kong? Because it sounds like he just burned out and I think smashed he, I something. I think he hit a banana peel and yeah. then he hit something else very hard. Well, the only reason why he would hit a banana peel is if he was actually in Mario Kart. That's, that's fair. And I will say this. Don't talk on the phone and drive, especially if you're racing. But on that note, you're right, <clears throat> we should play a track from Mario Kart, and in fact, I think we'll play a track from my favorite Mario Kart, Mario Kart DS. Ooh. So this came out on the Nintendo DS in 2005, this is Peach Gardens, and it was composed by Shinobu Tanaka. Hi, I'm Bill Lirium, 
and I'm the car dealer for the people. I believe we're all created equal and everyone deserves a second chance regardless of their past credit history. Things are tough these days. I understand where you are and the challenges you are facing. It isn't easy going from first to last place in your everyday car racer. Don't go it alone. I can help. In fact, helping people with credit issues get approved for the cart they want is what I do every day. It's what I specialize in. My For the People credit approval process virtually guarantees you can be approved for only the absolute best carts many can buy. We'll make sure your new cart racer can even take down the toughest of opponents, regardless of credit problems you've had in the past. The process is easy, painless, and starts right now. There's no embarrassment or harassment, and they won't sell your information to anyone. Fill out the form now on our website, www.bill-lyrium.com. That's L-E-A-R-YUM. It takes just 30 seconds, and you may soon be approved and crossing first place in the top-of-the-line go-kart you need and want. Never forget that. I'm Bill Lyrium, the cart dealer for the people. Welcome back. That was Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS, which came out on the Nintendo DS in 2005. And the track was composed by Shinobu Tanaka. And I found that to be very relaxing. What a very pleasant track. Right? Very relaxing, very chill. Definitely a Mario Kart track. I mean, you could tell right off the bat. It's got that accordion yeah I was just gonna I was just gonna say the the accordion yep. actually to me the accordion makes it sort of feel like a seaside track okay when I, when I hear accordions more often than not I unless it's like weird Al <laughs> <laughs> I, accordions often remind me of like the docks or seaport or just like being by the ocean I could see that I could see that it's pretty funny how much I've played Mario Kart DS and I yet I still don't remember this track, <laughs> which is weird. I find that very strange. But I used to play this game a lot yeah. uh, when it came out. I remember this playing. This is probably Mario the Kart. one that I played the most. Oh really? We were talking uh, about this on on a previous episode. Yeah. Um, and I I, th- I think we had talked about it and I thought uh, my favorite was actually Mario Kart Seven because mm-hmm. I misremembered which one I was with. But Mario Kart DS is the one, and I remember because I used to play as Dry Bones. Uh, that's, he's the only character I've Yes, played. and a lot of people played as Dry Bones. I remember playing online with people, and it was like a, just a sea of Dry Bones, and then like it'll be like me as either Donkey Kong or, Lu- or Luigi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Daisy or whoever I was picking at that point. One, uh, one other thing about this track, I don't know if you noticed this, but it made me literally laugh out loud in the middle of the song when I realized or I noticed that there was a sound effect in the song that sounded like picking up coins like there was a row of coins and someone just went through like oh no I didn't even pick that up yeah I I didn't notice it the first time that I listened to it either and then as I was just listening to it I was like oh hey that's funny almost like a bell or like an ice cream truck ring its bell yeah yeah but anyway uh, I I don't know that we need to explain what Mario Kart is it's the granddaddy of kart racers period for the for the most part there there were some kart racers in the 80s but mario kart not character based really that's fair martin the mascot kart racers like mario kart and crash team racing are are sort of the ones that popularized the kart racing genre Hmm. so i I really don't know what to say about it other than um i will i will pick out specifically with mario kart ds there were a few firsts 
with this game. So for one, the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection, this is the first Mario Kart game to go online and use the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection so you could race against other people online. Mm. There are also a few items that were added to this game that hadn't been in previous games, and those were the blooper, which sprays ink all on the carts in front of you. Mm. If you get hit by it, your, your screen gets covered in ink. And oh yeah, to, I hated that thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they also introduced the bullet bill, which temporarily transforms you into a bullet bill, and you just blow through the track, and if anybody yeah. is in the way, you knock them over. Yep. That was a good item. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Okay. Uh, and obviously you have all the classic ones, the red shell, the blue shell, the multi-shell, the star. It's a, it's a very long list, I'm not going to talk about all. I'm not going to talk about all these items. Who did you used to play as in Mario Kart? You said Dry Bones? In this one, it in was this dr- one. Dry Bones. But in most of the other ones, like in Double Dash, I usually played as Toad, and okay. I think Toad and Toadette. I usually go with the light characters, so uh, you get usually Toad, or if Dry Bones is available since this game, mm. I would usually go for Dry Bones. I typically also stick with the kind of middle of the road, or fast characters mm. but I do tend to sometimes play as DK mm. I like playing as Daisy and I like playing as Luigi that's fair so yeah. those are generally the people that I play as <laughs> yeah so Shinobu Tanaka was the composer on this one he was Shinobu started in 2001 actually with Luigi's Mansion doing music on that and has a handful of things I mean obviously they've stuck with Nintendo for quite some time. Their next game was a game called Dobutsu no Mori on the N64. That came out in 2001. Did Super Mario Sunshine in 2002. So there's the connection for what? to Mario Kart DS for this song. Oh, Because oh. all of the Super Mario Sunshine music Have has that accordion seaside yeah. accordion sound. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. And then they did event background music in Animal Crossing 2002. Okay. Uh, and then the rest, uh, you've got Mario Kart Double Dash in 2003 that did music. Obviously this one in 2005. And We Play in 2006, that was their last music composition and their last credit. Huh. You ready for some garbage? Let's, buckle up. Let's do it. <laughs> buckle up and... I mean, the game is garbage. I don't know. Buckle up and gra- grab a trash can because this game belongs in it. This is Eminem's Kart Racing. This came out on the Wii in 2007. The track is UFO. And the song is composed by Lucas Staczynski.
Welcome back to XVTM Radio. That was Eminem's Kart Racing, which came out on the Wii in 2007. The track was UFO, and it's by Lucas Stazinski. Yeah. What did you think of this one? I didn't think the track was that bad. It was kind of generic. It's interesting. There's been a number of tracks in this episode that we've referred to as kind of synthwave. Yeah. And this is yet another one that I, I, would, agree. I would throw in that same category. Yeah. I find it to be really simplistic, and that's not to say it's too simple. It's not mm. a bad thing. Sometimes less is more, and I yeah. think in this case, it really works out. The one thing that I really did like, and I'm going to use the same terminology that you used before in a different track, mm. uh, the space sounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this track had a lot of that but it i really was digging the drums on this yeah the, 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 the yeah like yeah. it very very sharp and strong sounding yeah. but not like strong like beefy like you know heavy metal or anything yeah it was like like they were clear like and clacking yeah and yeah. like crisp and just right on point i yeah. mean it had like a yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I kind of feel like a lot of the electronic music that was coming out at that time and a lot of the video game music that was coming out Probably around that time. similar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely very much synthwave inspired from back in the day, but it has a really fresh take, on, in my opinion. I actually like this track quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah. I was kind of digging it. Much but, like uh, the game it came from, it's a very fresh take. Yeah. Oh, boy. of oh, this game. And this game's not good at yeah, all. No, I meant that completely sarcastically. Like, the, the track was actually really good. Yeah. This game, not so much. So the M&M's franchise had a, had a bunch of games during the Wii and DS era. This game also came out on the DS. Totally different composers. So Lucas Stazinski done M&M Kart Racing in 2007. He did Chicken Shoot 1 and 2. Both came out in 2005. And then Chicken Shoot again in 2007? I don't know. And then he also did work on the DS version of this game along with two other composers. And Real Boxing 2013, he did music and sound effects. So that is where it ends. But I'm going to read you the back of the box art. And I want you to tell me about a specific thing here. So it says that Eminem's Kart racing breathes new life into the arcade racing by combining adventure elements and high-speed racing with the funny and parodic style of candy competition. What is candy competition? Uh, I was going to ask you what the heck candy competition is. I feel like candy competition is like competitions between different types of candy. Like you like, have a bowl of like M&Ms and a bowl of those strawberry wrapper can like hard candies that your grandma oh, always used those to have. Were the best. So you'd say the strawberries win the candy Oh, absolutely. The Hands down. Here's the thing. I'm sorry. You, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a chocolate guy. Yo. The, the, the strawberries are not bad. I, you know, I will give you that. But Here's my argument. You eating some M&M's, you drinking a glass of milk. That's the way it goes. Or you nope. drinking something. You uh, can just eat like a pile of M&M's and I not drink anything. Do. You are a demon. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I can't eat M&M's and not have a glass of milk, but... Yeah, I would say like it's like thug battles, you know. Thug battles. Thug battles like you know candy competition. Thug battles like a Saints Row. I mean, like you've got the red Eminem who's just like I'm the best, you know, and then you've got the orange Eminem who looks like he's gonna get hit by a bus at any point in time. <laughs> then you've got the green Eminem. Yeah. Who they tried to make her sexy, but it just looks like her legs are broken because she's she doesn't you know, have any hips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So some of you may be hearing a little bit of deja vu. We're referring a lot of our jokes here, kind of paraphrasing College Talk Humor's humor, yeah. video. College Humor had this series called Bleep Bloop, and it was really cool. They would look at video games. It was kind of like a pre-game grumps kind of thing. They'd play the games. They'd play the games and they talk about them. And they made this video where they talk about the Eminem's trilogy of games, starting with Eminem Kart Racing. And it is such a funny video. We'll have to post it in the Facebook post when this episode comes out or, you know, (laughs) because it's well worth watching. (laughs) Pretty funny. It's every time I watch it, I crack up because they're cracking up. Yeah. So uh, my last choice of the evening is going to be a game called Mod Nation Racers. This came out in the PS3 and the PSP in 2010. The track is called Ain't No Stoppin' It. It's composed by Jono Grant, Mark Barrow, and Peter Chapman. Welcome back. That was Ain't No Stoppin' It from Mod Nation Racers. Came out in the PSP and PS3 in the year of 2010 and was composed by Jono Grant, Mark Barrow, and Peter Chapman. The 
this was a fun song. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I was digging this. Very funk, hip hop. Yeah. Kind of vibe. Electronic. <laughs> I found it very, very cute. Uh, I also like how in the beginning it starts out with that. Yeah. <laughs> the clap. I guess. I have not played this one, so I don't have any frame of reference. You'll have to fill me in. Yeah, no, and uh, and you never will. Really? Because, it, so the, the game is actually based around the online functionality, playing online, creating mm. tracks. Yeah. It has the same adage as Little Big Planet, play, create, share. Okay. So it was all about that. And this game, along with Little Big Planet karting and a few other games, Counter Spy and Gravity Rush 2, they were all part of that thing where the servers were shut down on October 10th, 2018. Oh. Remember, I remember you were playing that and you were like, I gotta get these things done before they yeah. shut the servers down. Yep. Yeah, I rushed to get everything for Gravity Rush 2, and I didn't even get everything, unfortunately. Oh, so. that sucks. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. I'm sure I'm sure there's some kind of a offline single-player component, but like this game was all about the online, yeah. the, the building your own tracks. Yeah, this, this is totally different. Right, So, but their online functionality got removed, and this, right. like, the big point of it, it's sort of like if you know the game Blur that had a similar situation where you know it was an online-only game. Like It had a single-player mode, yeah. but it was... Oh, wasn't that great? Yeah. And when they shut down the the, the servers, it, the game just went vaporware. You know, that's a really good point. I wonder what's going to happen. I mean, because we we've kind of seen that happen with the original Xbox, mm -hmm. where you can't play any of those online games online unless it's I'm sure something that we're going to need to all address in the near future. Pretty yeah. much almost every single game that you want to play also has some sort of online check. That That's a scary thought, especially when you've paid for the stuff and you want to go back and play with the stuff that you paid for. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens. Absolutely. But this game this game does actually have a single player mode, but like I said, I, I, f I feel like the, the push for this game was the online community for yeah. it. Yeah. But it it looks like a pretty neat kart racer. It actually scored fairly well in the in reviews and whatnot. Yeah. Overall in game rankings, it's got an 83.13, which is fairly high. Yeah. It looks pretty fun. So it's, it's all 3D. It is sort of like the modern Mario Kart game. So, you know, you're not necessarily stuck directly behind the kart. You mm. sort of have a, an overhead or three-quarter view. And instead of having power-ups that like random power-ups that, that you pick up it looks like each character sort of has their own set of powers uh kind of like in chocobo racing oh i see uh, except okay. each, every power has three tiers to it uh, again like the magic system in chocobo yeah racing. yeah but it, it's all sort of one thing so you pick up these little like orbs and whatnot and you get one level of your thing you can you can store them and, and go up to level three or you can just shoot it off and you do the do the lower level thing drifting and whatnot and picking up certain things on the the tracks will fill up your boost meter which has i think three or four tiers to it and the the higher it is i think the more boost you get you can boost over jumps and go flying it looked like a pretty neat game mm. overall I think the difference is, is that Chocobo Racing's special abilities that you get, they are unlocked in story mode mm -hmm. and they apply at that time to each character. So like the regular Chocobo has the speed power up, the Moog has the flight mm -hmm. one that you get. And then you get the Thief and the Thief has the steel ability. So once you get those, they unlock in the main game and anyone can use them. So right. that's the difference. It's not like those characters only can use those items. Yep. Anybody can use them. Right, right. So, and Actually, so that's different here. Taking another look, I was actually mistaken. It's not that each character has 
because you you sort of make your own character in this game, which, okay. I, which I missed. And so there there are different power ups on the on the field, and if you pick one up, you can. It's just like the magic system in, oh. uh, in Chocobo Racing. So okay. Whatever you pick up, you can you can build on it. It's cool. Yeah. Chocobo Racing did it first, though. Yeah. What? It's true. Trendsetter. So we have a few composers on this one. Jono Grant has only this as their their only credit that I'm seeing. Mark Barrel has quite a bit more. Started on a game called Pele in 1993. They did other groovy tunes on that. Uh, they also did music and sound on MTV's Beavis and Butthead in 94. <laughs> There's a number of things here, so I'm just going to skip around a little bit. Independence Day in 1997, they did sound effects on. Uh, they did some music for Jackie Chan's Stuntmaster in 2000. And they did music on Crash Team Racing in 2005. There you go. They did music composition on Crash of the Titans in 2007. And then their last last composition was in this Mod Nation Racers in 2010. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And finally, we have Peter Chapman. Started with Mod Nation Racers in 2010 mm-hmm. and continued on in 2012 to do music in Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack, Little Big Planet Karting in 2012, Russian Subway Dogs in 2018, and finally Guacamelee 2 in 2018. Oh, yeah. good stuff. Those Guacamelee games are pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. So, we've come to the end of our episode, and we are going to close out with Konami Crazy Racers. This came out on the Game Boy Advance in 2001. This track is called The Metal Gear Solid Level, also known as Cyborg Ninja's Level. And it's by Sotoru Tojima, who arranged it. The original version is composed by Kazuki Muraaka, Hiroyuki Togo, Takanari Ishiyama, and Lee Jung-myung. Thanks for joining us on that final track of our kart racing episode. That was Konami Crazy Racers. They came out on Game Boy Advance in 2001. And that was the Metal Gear Solid level, also known as the Cyborg Ninja level. That was arranged by Sotoru Tojima. It's based on the original Metal Gear Solid soundtrack, which is done by Kazuki Maruaka, Hiroyuki Togo, Takanari Ishiyama, and Lee Jong Myung. Regarding the original composers, most of them did Metal Gear Solid stuff. 
for mm-hmm. the most part. Kazuki Murawaka uh, was a producer on a lot of Konami stuff, mostly Beat Mania stuff, Snatcher. He's often credited for sound effects, sound drivers, and sound production. I don't know why he's labeled in the composer section, but he is. Hiroyuki Togo worked on Beat Mania games almost exclusively, <laughs> aside from sound effects in River City Ransom, music supervisor on Double Dragon 2, and of course, Metal Gear Solid, the first game. So Takanari Ishiyama has only a couple of audio credits as well. Metal Gear Solid 1998 and Metal Gear Solid VR Missions in 1999. That one specifically, they did sound effect design and adjustment. And then we have Lee Jean Myung, who just did sound composition in Metal Gear Solid 1998. That's right. So Satoru Tojima arranged this one as well as all the other music in the game, which is all based on original Konami themes, stuff from games like Gradius, Parodius, uh, Castlevania, pretty much any Konami franchise that you can think of, Goemon. (laughs) So he has a lot of history with Konami, starting with Gambare Goemon, Mononoke Dochu Topidase Nabe Bugyo, which came out for the Game Boy Color. He also did work on Castlevania Circle of the Moon. He did some pop and music Ooh. games in the early 2000s. I did the demo sound effects for Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Then followed up with a bunch of different Metal Gear stuff. Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, Snake Eater, Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops, and Guns of the Patriots. Castlevania Curse of Darkness, he was the sound editor on. And then it looks like he left to do Halo 4 and Halo 5 Guardians and Halo 5 Forge, which was 2012, 2015, and 2016, respectively. His final game is Zone of the Enders, the second runner, but this is the remastered version, which is labeled, I guess, Mars. Yeah, or the A is upside down. Mavars? Mavars? Just an upside down A. <laughs> yeah, he was credited for mixing on that one. Hmm, nice. Have you played this one? No, no, no. This is a great launch title. I believe it's a launch title, or close to being a launch title for the Game Boy Advance. It's a kart racer with all Konami characters. You can play as Dracula. You can play as the ninja, Cyborg Ninja. This is his track. You could play as a bunch of different characters from all different Metal Gear games. Gumbari, Goemon, lots of different stuff. So it's pretty cool. Vic Viper, I think you could play as too. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm trying to remember who you could play as. There's like... I don't know. Hmm. I don't remember all the characters, but it's a lot of fun. And it's a pretty standard Game Boy Advance themed car racer. This soundtrack mostly uses the regular Game Boy chip for all its music. With, oh, the regular Game Boy yeah, chip. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Because um, every Game Boy Advance has like baked in with the console as far as the sound chip goes. Hmm. It's got the Game Boy Advance sound chip, but then it also can utilize the Game Boy hardware as well. pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So that allows you the opportunity to kind of go at it at a more chip tuny rate. Yeah. So that's exactly what they did here. So here we have a dance chiptune-inspired version of the original Metal Gear Solid <laughs> theme when you have been caught and you're being chased down. So it's very high energy, 
and it's a lot of fun. Great dance beat here. It's just a solid dance track. Yeah, no, I really like this one. I particularly like the the stereo effects that they had going yeah. on, where he's having stuff bouncing between the ears. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also appreciated how the drums were actually really simple. Like, you didn't need any crazy drums. It was really just that kick drum. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was simplistic, but complex at the same time yeah yeah no i mean the for the sound the the, the sound was complex the the drums were were simple and i yeah. appreciate that they, that they left they, did, they didn't try to go crazy with it they kept it like you said more like a dance song so i really enjoy the intro theme to this one i was close to picking that for yeah. this but we had already had a game with a goofy kind of like vocal instrumentation oh, yeah. or vocals in it so this one, when the track opens up, it sounds like they're saying my, 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 my world. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually YY world. Yeah, like, that, that's the, the game in, in Japanese. It's YY racing or whatever, yeah. right? And that's just part of their Konami YY series, uh, which had a few games on the Famicom, YY World 1 and YY World 2. Huh. Yeah. I don't think you can play as anybody from Contra in this one, now that I think about it. No, I didn't. Uh, I was looking at the roster. I didn't see anybody from yeah. Contra. So you can play as Bill Riser in YY World 2. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's pretty neat. You can, however, play as a Moai head from Gradius. Yes, that's what you could play as from Gradius. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, the whole soundtrack is great, uh, especially that intro track. It really gets you going where with the constant, like, why, 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 why? And then uh, you've got like a hype man kind of in the background, like louder. <laughs> it's 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 really great. So it's one of those games where if you start playing it, you won't want to put it down. And uh, it does support the Game Boy Advance link cable, oh, nice. so you can link up with friends and play, play too. That way. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a pretty fun game. It's definitely recommended. So if you're looking for a good kart racer on the Game Boy Advance, go for it. That is really cool. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of our episode. So we may as well do final thoughts and picks of the show. What were your favorites? Let us know in our various social media. Yeah. So Justin, what's your pick? So I am actually going to go with your Cosmic Highway Donkey Kong Barrel Blast track. Good I, choice. I really, really enjoyed that one. Yep. That was my second pick. Second pick? Yeah. Actually, nope. Third pick. <laughs> my first pick is actually the intro. That Diddy Kong Racing TT's theme. Oh, that's fair. That's it's fair. short. It's sweet. And I love those vocal samples that are just so full of energy. <laughs> I love it. Goof stuff all the way. Second place, though, is actually Atari Karts. Your, your pick for oh, Atari yeah. Karts. I was really digging well, they, that. Yeah. Yeah, that very, like, synthwave era. You know, I was really into a lot of that stuff yep. in, like, early college. So it's cool to listen to a track like this. Very Amiga-oriented. Yeah. And I, yeah. I love that stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Atari Karts. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did a little bit little bit of digging and found that one because I, I really enjoyed A lot of the music from that game hmm. is pretty good. It's very... Uh, not loud, not powerful. The, the, the sound waves are large. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Okay. But cool. it's, it's got a pretty good soundtrack. So, we'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon patrons, without whom this show's continued improvement would be impossible. They are Alex Messenger, Scott McElhone, Cam Worma, Chris Murray, Kung Fu Carlito of the Heroes 3 podcast, Jordan and Anson Davis, Chris Myers, Peter Panda, Brad Austin, and The Autistic Gamer 89. If you would like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash xvgmradio. There you can see the different tiers as well. Just $1 gets you a thank you and access to our monthly live shows. 
You can visit our website, xvgmradio.com, where you can listen to all the episodes and learn more about your hosts, as well as any of our guests or composers that we've had on the show. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can always email us at xvgmradio at gmail.com. And if you'd like what you've heard, please consider giving us a rating on iTunes and a review. You can also join our Facebook group and chat with other VGM lovers at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash xvgmradio, where we talk about everything from current game news to sharing awesome VGM tracks or just talking about the podcast itself. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both of those sites is at xvgmradio. If you don't have any other social media or just want to try something unique, check us out on our Discord group chat. Links will be in the show notes. All right, Justin, what do we have coming up on episode 32? So 32, we have a special guest coming to sit with us and talk about music. We're going to be listening to some summer jams with KVGM Radio. Yes, KVGM, Brennan. He does a show that is very groove and funk oriented. He's got a great sense of music and loves picking really, really obscure stuff. (laughs) I think you guys are really going to like it, and we're very excited to have him on the show. Yeah, it's It's, going to be a lot of fun. It's a great way to close out the summer because it's going to be about, it's going to come out probably about a month before summer ends. So it'll be nice to drive around and cruise to some. Summer jams. Some summer jams. Some summer jams. All right. So summer pajamas. Summer pajamas. So this is Mike and Justin signing off for XVGM Radio. This is Crash Team Racing. Right. Yeah. Ritro Night Fueled. <laughs> nice. Ritro Nitro Fueled. No. This is Crash. <laughs> raggy. 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 Boo. <laughs> Like a bell or like an ice cream truck ringing its bell. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a taco truck. Or like taco a taco bell. Taco bell. Oh, man. All right. And <laughs> Work that one circle. in. Full circle. Full circle, sir. <laughs>